Hello and welcome to the Honest Property Investment Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm also the founder of NC Real Estate, which is my firm surveyors. It's designed to help landlord and property investors come and build commercial and mixed use property portfolios that completely align with their goals. If you have been listening to this podcast and you haven't checked out the uh, website, I don't know why not, head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk where you can find out all about our awesome services. Make sure that you do that. And before I even get into the main crux of this podcast, please make sure to follow this podcast. It comes out every Tuesday morning, 7am on any platform that you listen to. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please, whilst you listen to the rest of this podcast, can you just leave me a review? It just makes it so much easier for other people to find us. I would appreciate that so much. I know it's a bit early, but that would be a fantastic Christmas gift for me if we got a five-star review. If you could just do that, I'd appreciate it. All right. Today, we are continuing with the series where I get my team from Team NCRE onto the podcast so that you can meet them. And today is no exception. I am bringing Doug Parker onto the call, onto the podcast today. Hi, Doug. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for coming on. Good. That's all right. Pleasure. Pleasure. So for those of you who listen to this podcast and maybe are in the members club, but not don't take our asset management service, you might have never come across Doug before. Doug is uh, Doug works with our asset management clients, don't you, Doug? That's where you certainly do. Are. Yes. So I've been working with you for about two months. Yep. And um, and yes, we sort of we've known each other for about a year, haven't we? Yep. Because um, we, we sort of um, were working together, looking at getting tenants into into various properties. So so that's how our paths crossed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then as our asset management service expanded and the businesses expanded, I thought Doug was the right person to bring on board to, to work with me on the asset management side so that we can build these property portfolios for our individual private clients. So that's that's where Doug comes in. So he doesn't do the members club. He just does asset management. So, yeah, for those of you who who are like, hmm, that's a new new person. Um <laughs> <laughs> not everybody from team ncre is all in the members club there's a lot of people who work behind the scenes as well so hopefully you'll get to know everybody over the next um couple of weeks so doug i'm going to ask you in two minutes can you give us a background to all of your experience everything right do? <laughs> background okay all oh, bullet points okay so um i'm not going to tell you my age um I I have worked before as a builder. I was a aircraft technician in the RAF for 17 years. Um, my I got into commercial property in about 2007 when I left the RAF. I was finishing my property degree. Um, unfortunately, I worked there for 18 months, but the recession came and I got made redundant. Had to go back to engineering, but through hooker by crook, I fought my way back into property. I've worked as a commercial analyst for an asset management company looking after the army garrisons over in sort of Wiltshire and, uh, and Aldershot. Um, I've worked in an investment company looking after offices and some retail as well. I've worked for TFL. 
um, as a as a property manager. I've um, I've also worked for a couple of councils as well as an estates officer as well. Um, so yeah, so that's my experience. That sort of brings me up to date. Yeah. Brilliant. And and now it's all about finding assets and managing assets from acquisition to disposal for our clients. Right. That's that's the service that we offer. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's sort of, it, you know, it's working with the clients all the way through, isn't it? It's it's sort of guiding them, um, you know, finding the right properties for them that aligns with their goals, um, looking at the return that they want. Um, you, you know, some are more risky than others um, and, and just sort of working with them through the acquisition process mm-hmm. um, and, and sort of making sure they're comfortable with it and, and nothing gets missed out and working alongside the solicitors and uh, and building surveyors as well. It's, yeah. it's interesting. Well, it's really interesting, actually. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So let me let me ask you, I've got some questions for mm-hmm. you. As a surveyor, what are the most interesting deals you like to get involved in? Um, so... <laughs> we like it when things are complex don't we mm-hmm. and I think you're probably the same so I, I, one thing I sort of omitted when I was going through my history I also worked for network rail for about four years as well and some of the stuff I got involved with there, there was very complex and it's interesting the route that it takes you because you work with project managers you work with solicitors so much that you you actually start to and you start to think like them and you're going into the really, really intricate detail in, in, in the leases and all these different sort of uh, agreements. Um, and, and you really go in and, and it's really surprising how, how deep you go in as a surveyor. And then it, almost you've got to sort of come straight out and look after the valuation side as well. Um, so, so, yeah, the, the complex because they're, they are professionally challenging. Um, I, I also enjoy the fast moving stuff as well. Yeah. I mean, one of the ones we're dealing with at the moment is an auction um, and it's, you know, it's really, there is a deadline and we've got to sort of, you know, make sure the client is, is absolutely comfortable with putting the offer in and making sure that it goes in before the deadline uh, and really sort of, um, you know, assuring the client that it's, you know, it's going to be fine. You know, it's, it's all, it's all great. Um, so, you know, Commercial property can be slow moving sometimes, can't it? It, it, it can be a little bit, dare I say, dull. Mm-hmm. You know, if, it, if it's really sort of, you know, run of the mill stuff um, and it's really slow to get things moving, um, that's when it's a nice refreshing change when something is fast moving and it can be just as challenging as the complex stuff as well. It can be. Yeah. I, I like it. I like solving problems. Isn't that what we do? Our jobs are problem solvers in property. Yes. Yes. And that's what we enjoy. Well, that, that's where the challenge comes in, isn't it? And, and it's being it, it's sort of you have to be resourceful um, and sort of creative as well. Yeah. 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 Because we can never 100 percent take all the risk off the table. No, no. never. <laughs> and, and and to be honest, well, you wouldn't want to, I think, because it's 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 different, isn't it, to, to the risk, the, the low risk investments. You need a different approach and, and a different mindset, I think, to invest into, you know. Different. Yeah, yeah, I completely, completely agree. And especially, you know, that's the fun of it as well. Yes. You should enjoy you should enjoy the having the properties that you have. 
It's yes. not always about yeah. money. It's about that thought process and that strategy, right? Yes. And it is so rewarding when you do get something over the line. It is so rewarding to actually do it um, mm-hmm. and, and sort of get it agreed and done. Um, I, I mean, the work doesn't stop there. <laughs> it never does. But that's the really satisfying thing. Agreed. So where do you think the areas are in the UK with the most opportunity right now? Well, um, I, I know we've talked about this before, but um, I've got my eye on the southwest. Um, mm-hmm. Now, what we've seen with some of our clients uh, is that house prices are certainly going up. Now, my theory is that commercial property, so sort of the, the commercial property values and rents will also start to go up. And I think what we're seeing is because of the sort of effect of lockdown, I think what you're going to get is, is people going into this um, hybrid working where they're working a couple of days in the office, you know, three days, maybe a week at home. And, and well, as I say, but my theory was sort of 18 months ago, people were thinking, right, well, if I'm going to work from home, where, where, does, where do I want that home to be? Yeah. Um, and, and this is what we've seen in, in you know, house prices in, in rural areas have really strongly increased. And I think that has got to follow through to commercial values as well. So I would say the most opportunity are the rural areas, um, but they've got to be fairly affluent anyway. Um, now, now, for example, down in Cornwall, you look at Padstow, Rock, um, Newquay has seen a huge amount of, of, of new developments down there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're probably looking at Herefordshire, Shropshire as well. Um, and, and I think they are really going to start on Gloucestershire as well. You, you know, it, it, it really, I, I think you're going to see those economies strengthening as, yeah. as, as people move out of London and the home counties now that they don't have to worry too much about a commute. Yeah, agreed. I completely but, but that said, <laughs> sorry, I was just going to add, um, sorry to cut you up. I don't think there's going to be overnight fortunes available. <laughs> but that said, I think it's going to be fairly stable growth over the next couple of years, at least. That's my theory. That's my that, uh, that's what I feel is going to happen. Yeah, And that's what we look, we look for at the moment, because mm. some areas like Birmingham, we've seen a massive 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 boom over the last yeah, couple of months yeah. which even we weren't experiencing i mean yeah. dropped ridiculous amounts mm. whereas you're right slowly in these more rural locations they have to be well connected though mm. that's the only thing we're seeing you can't yes. just buy something out in the sticks and think oh this is going to be up and coming you are going to yeah, have yeah. to buy them in a in a well connected place so on good transport links yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's the only thing i would say because if they've got that going for them you know the rest just follows doesn't it i yeah i think so and it's a change of people's behavior isn't it you know a working behavior and this i think is going to really strengthen these well really it's going to substantially um uh strengthen these rural economies and I think the same goes for sort of North Yorkshire, maybe even Scotland as well, just as people, <laughs> you, you know, move out of the uh, central areas in the southeast. Yeah, agreed. So if you were out purchasing deals right now, what deals would you purchase? Where do you think really we should, like, you personally... We should look at, okay. Your, your knowledge of surveying, mm-hmm. your knowledge of asset management, you put that hat on, but you've also got 
a pocket full of cash, what are you going mm-hmm. to be buying right now? <laughs> right. Um, I'm a big fan of a diversified portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, don't believe in or, all, all my eggs going into one basket. Um, retail is good. Yep. You know, we're, we're, we've definitely seen uh, over the last probably six months a, a really strong bounce back in an awful lot of retail. Yeah. And so I think the right tenant in the right property in the right location will do extremely well. Yep. Um, I would also personally look at um, something we briefly talked about as well before office properties, which is controversial. Um because I think there's a, that there'll be a lot being taken off the market because of the permitted development opportunities. Um, you're also, again, talking about the hybrid working, I think you're going to see regional hubs of the very large organisations like banks that are set up in London. And what they're going to have is, well, this is what I'm starting to see. Um, you know, through the profession, is that they're setting up regional hubs, and this is this might be sort of in in Reading, in uh, in Guildford or Woking or um, you know St Albans, something like that. So it's it's not a million miles away from London, but it's so that um, people in those commuter belts don't have to travel, and they can go in there, and you can have an office of fifty or a hundred people, and yeah. they can log on to their secure network, do all the printing, and just mix with you know their colleagues yeah yeah um so so that's on the office um personally (laughs) if i had a a pocket full of cash i would also look at residential but some variations on on residential um i wouldn't invest in hmos only because i i don't really know much about them i have to admit that that's not my area and you know the golden rule is don't invest in anything you don't truly understand yeah um, so as I say, that's the only reason I'd stay away from HMOs. I would still go for residential. I think single units is really good mm-hmm. because, again, the right tenant in the right location, people want to stay there for a long time. And I think as, as, as property prices increase, the rental market is not going to go away. Um, but also things like <laughs> garages, <laughs> blocks of garages, you see them coming through the auctions um and people will always buy them because they want storage space mm-hmm. um so again so, so that sort of you know um th- that's what i would go for i know that sounds a bit of a a mixed bag um something again that it, that that's really doing well is industrial um and obviously the very large sort of two to three million pound deals are, are doing very well at the moment but even the very small ones and this can be you know, 500 to 1,000 square feet, which are not much bigger than large workshops, but they do very, very well and they stay occupied. Um, and if they're all set up, you know, with sort of three-phase electricity with uh, roller shutter doors, they will always be in demand because mm-hmm. very small sort of, you know, garages and, uh, and that sort of thing, um, they always want these sorts of things and they will pay top dollar for it as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, mixed portfolio, everybody. This mm. is what we're aiming for. Yeah. Um, if you could re-gear a lease or mm-hmm. re-let a unit, which would you choose to do? Right. <laughs> this might be a trick question. Um, I would go for, and it depends on, uh, this might be a bit of a politician's answer, mm-hmm. but I think it depends on the tenant. 
Yeah. And I think if it's a good tenant, I would always re-gear. Because a good tenant is great. If you work with them, you know, you sort of regular contact with them. It's good active property management, uh, you know, a sort of proactive approach. Um, Regear, definitely. Um, if they're not the very good tenant, and we've all had them, then, you know, relet and, yeah. and sort of don't, don't try and hang on to it's a bit like a relationship isn't it i suppose if it's not going well you have to sort of you know the, the time comes you have to sort of make that choice and i think it's like that with tenants as i say we, we we've all had them we've all seen them um no point hanging on to it and trying to trying to make a bad bad situation you know no. sort of well no point stretching it out basically i agree <laughs> completely mm. agree with that if the tenant is failing yeah them out yeah don't I, I know i know there's, there's issues at the moment isn't there with the lockdown that the moratorium um but hopefully that there will be sort of way when that um when that goes and that sort of um it's, refines you can still negotiate them out though right we'd have the yeah absolutely yeah yeah and sort of go for a surrender yeah silly buggers <laughs> we'd yes. be all over getting them out you know yes. you can't pay why are you staying you know, it's yeah, just going to yeah. get worse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What is your biggest bugbear that investors overlook when buying commercial and mixed-use property? Mm. Risk. <laughs> <laughs> Risk. Um, going back to what we were saying, I think um, you cannot purchase a commercial property at a an 8% yield, say. Mm-hmm and expect it to be a completely risk-free investment. Now, we can work hard, we do work hard in de-risking it as much as possible, but that is generally at the, the sort of front end. Um, so where we're going in, we'll have an agreement for lease, we'll have, we'll have a good commitment from a, you know, a tenant that's going in there, we'll, we'll have a good sort of understanding of what the fit out they want to do. Um, and we can have rent deposits, we can have rent guarantors. But when something like lockdown comes up and a lot of landlords, you know, sort of really fell foul of this. And it was a terrible situation that um, a lot of tenants cannot pay their rent. Um, there is risk and you cannot get away from it. And. Well, yeah, if you want a risk free investment, then or, or a very low risk investment, then buy some Tesco shares. <laughs> well, there's um, some. Government bonds for 0.25% that are out is it, there. It's about a quarter of a percent, isn't it? Because they're negative <laughs> at the moment because they're below inflation. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that that is, I mean, the big funds, they will go for something like a 3% yield because yeah. money is so cheap at the moment that their their average cost of capital, which is the, the, the sort of rate of interest that they pay just to keep capital within a business, will be about 2%. So if they're getting 3% from a commercial property, then great that, you know, they're making 1%. And it's brilliant. So as long as they're making the capital work to some degree, then that's fine. But for most investors, that's really not good. You know, a 3% yield would be terrible. and Everyone would be, you know, bankrupt, wouldn't they? It, it, just, it just wouldn't work, simple as that. Not if you're borrowing at 5%, and, uh, you know, as well. So so, you know, it's completely different for the small investors. And as I say, it's got to be that appreciation of risk that we can do, 
everything possible, but at the end of the day, there is risk. Yeah, yeah. And I still think at 8, 7 8%, 9%, 10% yield, I mean, the one that I'm buying this week is 9.5% yield as a risk yeah. property. The one thing that I do need people to remember is that there's a way around everything. You've mm. just got to be prepared to work at it. Yeah. You cannot yeah. buy a 7, 8, 9, 10 percenter and expect to just sit on your laurels. Oh, yeah. Oh, it would be great if you could, wouldn't it? It'd be fantastic. Oh, it'd be fantastic. But yeah. that's why they also buy the three percenters, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they just that's, that is more hands-off stuff, isn't it, then? Yeah. It's hands-off sort of management where all you've got to worry about is, you know, rent review coming up every five years or, you know, and, a, and maybe a tenant's break coming up at five years as well. But the rest of the time, they just, you know, it's a, it's a big floor plate of an office or something. There's nothing to do. It's great. Yeah, you know. over. Yeah, it's yeah. in a high demand area. Mm. You just keep yes. going. Yeah, Whereas it's fantastic. What, make it sound great, don't we? Mm. Yeah. If you've got cash and you don't want to do anything, you know mm -hmm. that's the equivalent of investing in stocks and shares, right? But yes, yeah. If you're buying them at the higher yields, mm. it's riskier, and you're going to have to yeah. work harder. You can't yeah. cover everything off, so you have to get innovative during the hold period. Yeah. And it's the consideration, isn't it, of of the ongoing management of it. It's 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 keeping it's keeping in touch with with the tenants, isn't it? it it's you know it's being on the end of a phone. If they ring you up and say, "Listen, I'm struggling with the rent this quarter. Um, maybe there's something we can do. Maybe defer it or something. Or you know, if you're feeling really generous, maybe a rent suspension or something. Uh, that's what our landlords are doing because they've had to basically to, to adapt to the to whole lockdown scenario um but you know to say that well uh, you know as we both agree the hands-off approach doesn't work when you're dealing with the, the smaller tenants and the smes oh. you have to you have to keep that going agreed mm. agreed so everybody that's listening one of the things that doug and i were looking into and we have a question for you, is going forward, would you like us to sometimes pop onto the podcast and delve into property deals and do the real inside scoop of these deals and drill down on them a little bit? Because we're seeing a lot of people ask us questions about, oh, so-and-so put this deal on Facebook and I'd love the same deal. And then when we look into them from a surveyor's point of view, turns out it's not all that it seems. If that is something that you would like to hear on this podcast, tell me, please, so that we can start putting in some content like that as well. You know, we're not dragging anybody for the big headline figures. The big headline figures are great, but actually what have you had to do behind them to get those headline figures? So I want that feedback, please. If that's something that's useful to you, we will uh, try and do that on a regular basis and get, and get that information to you. Um, I will put a questionnaire below. Click the questionnaire, fill out a questionnaire and give us some feedback. I'd love it. Oh my gosh, that would be so helpful. Um, Doug, thank you for your first appearance on the podcast today. I appreciate it's that. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And hopefully for those of you who've been listening, you've also enjoyed this. Uh, make sure that you rate and review this podcast. And if you want to follow it on Instagram, it's at Honest Property Investment. Thank you so much for listening today. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.